Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Yes, sir. Right back at it on the fan. A football Friday, the last football Friday until September. Joining me right now, JJ After Dark, John Jastrzemski, JJ Bombs. What's up, my guy? Mr. McPherson, I'm doing well. It's beautiful right now in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, it is not dark. Uh, I can promise you that. The city <laughs> is buzzing. Uh, and I'm ready for this game, man. The Super Bowl, the worst part about it is this buildup, the anticipation, all of it. It's like, it's like enough already. Let's see the Chiefs and the Eagles. But what's shaking, dude? Hey, it got up to 50, uh, 58 degrees today in, yeah, in New York. It gets, nice. it gets nice in New York when I leave. That's, that's the way it goes, of course. <laughs> Otherwise, Rosenberg and I would have been golfing, guaranteed. Yeah, you guys are hilarious with the golf. I've never been on a golf course. I plan on never stepping on one. No, it's that's, too that's late to learn. We'll take you out there. We'll it's too late. Out there. It's too late that's to learn, bro. I, I don't. I don't want to struggle. Never too late. And if you play with us, it's not a high standard. Trust me. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass myself, so I just I stay out of there. Well, I do that on a regular basis, so at least <laughs> somebody doesn't have to worry about that, you know. Hey, man, you're killing it. Obviously, I follow you on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, I haven't run your latest podcast yet, but. You're out there with everybody. I see the pictures. Uh, who's the coolest person that you've met out there? I'm sure there's somebody that you haven't met. I know you know everybody, but who's the coolest person that you've met since you've been out there? A uh, former player, a current player, or a coach, someone in broadcasting? That's a loaded question, man. Um, I- I'll phrase it this way. Favorite interview, and this should be near and dear to your audience, was without a doubt the great Christopher Mad Dog Urso, who will be on the podcast next week. Uh, that was a lot of fun, but I would say – Listen, the coolest guy I met is my guy Tua. Come on now, Keith. You know I'm a Dolphins guy. I've Miami never met Dolphins. Dolphins. Miami uh, Dolphins. I, I, you know what I told Tua? I told him, Keith, we got to learn how to fall better, dude. I, I said that to him. I go, Tua, we got we to gotta learn how to fall. He's like, yeah, man, we're working on that. So, uh, listen, maybe that's the Dolphin guy and me coming out. But uh, cool meet my team's quarterback. No question. Yeah, I saw he said he's going to take up judo. He should just watch LeBron fall and flop around. That's a... Quick way to learn how to fall down. <laughs> well, I was going to say, remember when, uh, what was it, with Sanchez, they brought Girardi in to teach him how to slide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whatever, Keith, whatever it takes to keep that dude on the field, I'm all for it, man. Judo, if it's Tai Chi, uh, if it's whatever, man, that's the biggest issue the Miami Dolphins have because he could play, and he showed he could play at a very high level this year. you got to keep him on the field. Well, his uh, former teammate, Jalen Hurts, gets to be in the Super Bowl and there's a lot of focus and attention on this matchup with him and obviously Patrick Mahomes, the MVP. Uh, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm obviously rolling with the Chiefs because I don't want to see the Eagles win. But I just think Hurts has been motivated. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's been counted out so many times. He's this close to being immortalized. And uh, he's on that rookie deal. And there's always all this talk about, you know, getting to the Super Bowl and winning with these rookie quarterbacks. What do you think you're going to see out of Jalen Hurts on Sunday? You know, Jalen Hurts has been counted out a lot. That's a great point. Gets benched in the national championship game. Tua comes in and bails him out. He has to leave Alabama, Oklahoma, mid-round draft pick. Then he's with the Eagles. Oh, he can't throw. He's a running quarterback. He's a gimmick. Um, and he's had a fabulous, fabulous season. Now, full disclosure, he's probably got the best offensive line in the NFL. He's got one of the best running games in the NFL. He's got two stud wide receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And he's got Dallas Goddard, who I absolutely love. And by the way, first touchdown, Dallas Goddard. 
Dallas got an anytime touchdown. I will be playing that every which way on FanDuel, just throwing that out there. Oh, yeah. But he's set up. That, but the thing is, Keith, he is really set up. Now, let's be fair. Didn't play great against the Giants, final game of the year. Giant game, it was like a scrimmage, let's be honest. The Giants were just not ready for the Philadelphia Eagles. And you look at the championship game, he missed a lot of wide-open guys. Yep. He's going to have to be much better in this game against the great Mahomes if they're going to go and win. But by the same token, Patrick Mahomes has not seen a pass rush as good as what Philadelphia is going to throw out there. And, man, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, those dudes have been unbelievable all season. And we've seen the great dominant pass rush go and disrupt and win a Super Bowl. The Giants had that blueprint. Tampa Bay had that blueprint. So that, to me, is the MO for Philly. Get after the quarterback, and Hurst got to make a couple plays, and they'll find a way to win. Defense wins championships. I know it's cliche, but there's obvious like truth to that. Like if you don't, you know, if you don't stop them from scoring points, you, points you can't win. And I know we're expecting a ton of points. I've been saying that, you know, with the over under set at fifty and uh, all the money that's going to be wagered on the Super Bowl, I expect uh, if not both teams, at least one team to put up thirty. And you already mentioned uh, Dallas Goddard. I think I've also got Boston Scott anytime touchdown, Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. I'm really looking at the tight ends. I just feel like. Uh, well, Goddard really on the Eagles, but then with Patrick Mahomes, they deploy uh, Noah Gray, and um, I'm I'm also looking at Justin Watson, who didn't play because he was sick in the AFC Championship. I think he's a sneaky play to potentially find the end zone. They also run Blake Bell out there, Jody Fortson, and uh, I, I expect Andy Reid to get crafty. Do you see Andy Reid losing another Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes losing another Super Bowl? That's the only real thing. I'm, I'm rolling with the Chiefs because I think they're going to do anything to win this game. You know, that narrative does scare me a little bit, dude. Not going to lie. The idea that Reid's going for number two, you don't know how many more chances he's going to have. Because, listen, Andy Reid's been coaching forever. He could decide tomorrow he's walking, Keith. Yeah. Mahomes is going to be back. That's obvious. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. One and two, two and one, there's a different feel to that. I like the Eagles, though, in the game, man. I do, and I hate betting against Mahomes. I, I do. It makes me sick. It's not going to be comforting. It's not going to be enjoyable. But to me, that team is just flat out better. I mean, if we're going pound for pound, one through 52, and we're taking the quarterback position out of this, man, offensive line, better for Philly. Defensive line, better for Philly. Weapon, better for Philly. Where do the Chiefs have the edge? Quarterback. Mahomes has to be extraordinary to me if Kansas City is going to go and win this game. But one thing I'll say, Keith, I worry from Philly's standpoint if they fall behind in this game because they have been kind of a front-runner team, and that's because they've been dominant throughout this year. I would be very nervous if you see a situation in which Philadelphia is down 10 nothing. That could be problematic. Yeah, I can't wait for this game. Andy Reid is 3-0 and against his former team, and I feel like this is his biggest test, right? I feel like uh, they also say Andy Reid is the best coming off a bye. He's had two weeks to prepare for his former team. I feel like he's got to have some inside intel still in Philadelphia. We've seen him run all types of formations and plays. They have this uh, you know, different formation where they, they all spin around and they try and trick you. It's going to be a game that Andy Reid has to out-coach Nick Sirianni, who's in his second year, and Patrick Mahomes, like you said, has to be magical, has to be special, has to make a ridiculous play, ridiculous throws, I think, to even you know keep the Chiefs in it because the Eagles are stacked. They built their team. like, And you know what? They kept going for it. They had that game where uh, they lost against the Commanders. The Commanders ran the ball well on them. 
And they said, all right, we need reinforcements on this D-line. Their D-line is stacked. And I just, I don't know. I look at this team as like, they're, they've been on a mission all season. Uh, I think the Chiefs have been counted out, but, you know, they've been shaky all season against the spread. They almost, you know, they almost never covered the spread. They had games where they looked shaky against the Houston Texans. But it's the Super Bowl. Anything can happen. I'm, I'm super pumped. I'm super excited uh, for it. Let's switch gears from the Super Bowl while I have you. And, uh, you know, I wanted to get your comments, so... Uh, or your thoughts on the comments from Brian Cashman uh, earlier this week talking about uh, the expectations of the fans and how here in New York, you know, if you don't win the World Series, it's a failure. And looking back on this past Yankee season, you and I have run into each other. I just said before you came on, we run into each other from the bodega to the Delta Suites, and we've watched. We've sat there through it. I think we were there during the ALCS or maybe even the ALDS. And what I said about it was like, I don't know why Cashman wants credit for things like, you know, getting to the ALCS and getting swept. And uh, I don't know how you really want credit when you should have won over 100 games, but your team didn't all the way collapse, but they faltered for about a month uh, based off of the team that you built, based off of the backups that you had, the reinforcements you had. How did you feel when you heard that Cashman went on Chicago radio and kind of threw some extra uh, story out there where he slighted the fans? You know, I've said this for a while, Keith. There is way too much entitlement from the Yankee GM and the Yankee manager when they have not won a darn thing. I mean, let's be honest. Brian Cashman has not been to a World Series in 13-plus years. 13-plus years. Enough. Enough of the bouquets. Uh, enough of hearing how great everything is in Yankee land. Listen, I'm not saying the Yankees don't have a terrific team that can compete for a World Series, but you got to get there. And when you get as outclassed as they did by the Houston Astros, People like you and me don't want to hear that. The Yankee fan does not want to hear that. They need to close the gap with Houston. Did they do enough in order to do so? I like Rodon. I think their pitching is going to be stupendous. I don't trust the manager in a big game. I mean, any Yankee fan that's going to tell you they trust Aaron Boone for nine innings is kidding themselves. That's number one. Number two, the Yankees have lost in the postseason consistently over the last five-plus years because they don't hit. They don't score enough runs. Has anything changed within this Yankee lineup? I mean, it's great. Aaron Judge is back. I'm thrilled. My dude, my favorite on the team, by the way, it's not even close, is Anthony Rizzo. He's back. That's awesome. But the lineup still, to me, is lacking. I'll tell you two things that need to happen for the Yankees, Keith. LeMayu has to bounce back. Enough of Donaldson. They need LeMayu to be the contact guy. Maybe not as good as he was in 2019, but give me 70% of that. That's a big boost. And they have to play one of the kids at shortstop because I'm going to go gray. I'm going to lose all my hair if I'm sitting there for a month in April and I got to watch IKF at shortstop. That will drive me to drink. <laughs> Literally drive me to drink. So those are two keys that I have for the Yankees. But listen, for Mr. Cashman, we get it. You know, baseball's a crapshoot. Uh, we just got to get in it. Sooner or later, 13 years. A lot of teams, Keith, in the American and the National League have gotten to the World Series in that time period. The Yankees are not one of them. Enough is enough. Got to get there. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was crazy that, you know, he would talk like that after the drought that it's been. And uh, the fact that you are in New York, you could have the most ridiculous home field advantage, but you couldn't take a game in Houston. And then the team fell flat on their face in the Bronx in game three. And then game four, you could get in there for 20 bucks. No one wanted to be there. That's embarrassing, right? And you're talking about well, these fans. I got to be honest. I didn't want to be there. I said, Mom and Dad, you guys can go. Take it to yours. I'm I didn't home. go. I went to game three. I didn't show up to game four. You don't You don't go to that funeral. 
And I wanted to scratch my eyes out watching Jeremy Pena celebrate being the MVP in Yankee Stadium on our field. I'm like, Cashman thinks that's good enough? Cashman thinks that, oh, where did we end up? We were in the final four. We were four games away from the World Series. No, you weren't. Like if it was, if it was, a, if there was, if it was a ten-game series, you probably would have lost. <laughs> you probably would have lost five or six of those games. Like you weren't as close as you're trying to make it seem. And the Astros seem to find a way to get back to the American League Championship every year and the World Series every other year. What are they doing that you haven't figured out? You have all the resources. Being in Market One, being in New York, I, I'm just tired of the excuses. I'm tired of the oh well, we were close. Well, I thought the Astros are better uh, across the board. Their player development is better. Their pitching is better. Their lineup is better. Their manager is better. The organization, period, is better. And mark my words, they're not going anywhere. You know it and I know it. Yankees want to get to a World Series and win a World Series. That's the team you got to go and beat. Now, maybe Verlander going to the Mets will help them a little bit. But, you know, I saw our buddy Ricky Ricardo this week at Radio Row. Always great seeing Ricky, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so he's on the pod. One of my man. favorites. Love one of my Ricky. favorites. Um, He's talking up Abreu going to the Astros. Think about that for a minute. That guy's got something to prove. You stick him down middle back end of the lineup, Jose Abreu is probably going to mash. Give Ricky credit. He brought that up to me, and I'm like, yeah, you're 100% right there. Yeah, they, they take every opportunity to get better. They go from Yuli Gurriel to a former MVP that is definitely going to be better than he was in cold, windy Chicago. He's, he's definitely going to mash. Their lineup is ridiculous, and uh, it's ridiculous that Cashman – would even think to go on a, a radio station in another city and kind of take a jab at the fans and our expectations. Well, we're hungry. It's been 13 years, and we all see there's one team that we need to beat and be better than. It seems like a simple job. you got to figure out how to beat Houston, and you can get back to the World Series. Hopefully this is the year. Been too long. And unfortunately, Keith, I think the Yankees are very content with the season they had. And that's part of the problem. Maybe not the players, but the vibe <laughs> I get within that organization it's like, hey, we, we, we won a division, you know, we won a round. It's, the bar, my friend, has been lowered dramatically to what it used to be. Let's, uh, let's just put it that way. The bar has been lowered. Yeah, those pinstripes are heavy, bro. The Yankee way that we grew up on, it, it ain't the same way anymore. And uh, They're good with just being in the dance. They're good with coming close and saying it's a crapshoot. Meanwhile, some of the same teams figure out how to get there every year, and they can't figure it out. I said Judge had a good year last year, not the Yankees. And guess what? Judge is not going to be able to duplicate that year in 2023. Uh, no chance. Uh, if, he has, Keith, if he has 45 home runs and plays 130 games, I think you have to sign for it. You I have love to sign that. For it. That's a great <laughs> I year. I love that. Can you believe that's like we're talking about a down year from Aaron Judge? Oh, 45 home runs. 120, 130 games. But uh, can you believe there are knuckleheads who didn't want to resign this guy? Like, uh, I, I ran into people, oh, you don't want to give him that amount of years. Well, what is it? What, is it your money? Are you looking at some of these insane contracts that are being thrown out Major League Baseball? Man, that's please. also Thank Cashman's fault. Cashman handled that all terribly. He should have had him locked up before opening day last year. I'm driving to the stadium listening to Tiki and Tierney, and we find out that the numbers are out there for the extension, and Judge, it's all awkward, and... He's like, I got to go warm up. I don't want to talk about this stuff. We don't, I won't take up any more of your time, bro. I hear cars beeping in the background. I know you got stuff to do. and uh, we'll, we'll be right back in Yankee Stadium real soon having these same conversations. Thanks for joining uh, me. It's getting nuts in Phoenix. I'm not going to lie, Chase, as you can hear right now. It is getting nutty. Yeah, uh, Friday night. We'll be on our way to Tempe in the FanDuel party in about a half hour. So there's that. Yeah, if you see KD out there, tell him I said what's up and thanks for nothing.
Oh, I, I'll pass that message along. Gladly, <laughs> my friend. Gladly. Thanks for joining us, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, JJ, John Jaskremski on the fan. That's my guy. He's always solid. And uh, <laughs> that that conversation you just heard is a conversation we've had in Yankee Stadium. Like, I, I feel like that's a... Uh, you know, obviously not the same conversation we've had in the past, but that's the same, you know, style. Every time I see John, I go sit next to John and we rap for a little bit about the Yankees and the state of the evil empire that was.